Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello to all our friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And today we're broadcasting on this beautiful sunny day from Sacramento, California. Today we're saying hello to your psychic abilities and all about them. We'll explore the relationship between communication and your psychic abilities, like clairvoyance, telepathy, clairsentience, mediumship, and others like healing, or one of my very favorites, because it's the first talent I discovered I had, psychometry. In fact, if we didn't have our psychic abilities, we wouldn't be able to communicate. Of course, The dictionary definition of the word communication is imparting or exchanging information or news. Boy, that makes it sound like, hi, it's a sunny day today and the stock market went up or down 10 points is communication. (laughs) Technically it is, isn't it? We're imparting or exchanging information or news. So the essence of communication is sharing something, but communication that we experience as a real connection with others only happens when we share something of ourselves with others. Two people can impart the exact same information or news to us, yet we might be inspired and moved to action when one person tells us, while when the other person speaks, we might not even quite get what he said. What makes such a difference? The former person shared more of him or herself, whereas the latter one only conveyed the data. When one mathematician teaches math, she makes the numbers and equations come alive, whereas when another mathematician teaches the same math, the students, well, become zombies. That happened to me in eighth grade. I had a teacher that I just wasn't clicking with and couldn't learn math for a while, but I had other teachers and got past that. It's not necessarily the information that makes communication inspiring or interesting. It's the way a person communicates that information that makes the bigger difference. We often say this on our show, but everything in the universe is, drum roll please, energy. Communication is energy, and it's the energy of communication that makes it something more profound and impactful than just information. Furthermore, information can be transmitted in many different ways. For example, one look from a certain person can totally inform you as to what was meant or what needs to be done or a whole host of other information. You know, like the look 
<laughs> some of you can give someone else or a mother gives to her child. A simple touch can do that as well. Or at times, the information imparted could be of a very serious nature. But everyone starts laughing when it's given by, well, that certain person. In many cases, the energy of communication matters more than the information. How is that energy transmitted? That's where your psychic abilities come in on all forms of communication. We say that some people have a great stage presence. When those people get on stage to do whatever they are going to do, we all feel different. Michael's kind of like that. He has great stage presence. We feel their energy. We see their presence. We hear more than what they are saying out loud. That's all communication via our psychic abilities. We all use our various psychic abilities every time we communicate, both in transmitting as well as in receiving. And here, you know, since this is a radio show, you don't get to see facial expressions <laughs> that we make to and each I, other. Yes, and I've been making all these facial expressions and, and you know. <laughs> and what? <laughs> but Ravia wasn't looking at me. <laughs> uh, it's, um, yes, you know, we communicate in all kinds of ways. And we all have and use our, all of our psychic or soul abilities all the time. Yet most people aren't aware they're doing that most of the time. So they don't consider that they might be psychic. You know, how many times when, when you say something that somebody was about to say or they were thinking and they go, whoa, you must be psychic. Well, of course, <laughs> everyone is, right? So if you're alive, if you have a pulse, yeah, check your pulse. <laughs> if you're breathing, you're alive. You're using your psychic abilities. Whether you call that psychic abilities or not, it's all. If you, the soul, wasn't in here, the body, the body would just be lying there without breathing, right? No heartbeat, no pulse. If you're communicating, you're definitely using your psychic abilities. For example, I started noticing early on in my life that at times when someone gave me directions on how to get someplace, I got it immediately. Ding! In fact, sometimes I would get it completely before the person even finished giving me the directions. Yet, at other times, I couldn't see what the person was trying to tell me or to do or where to go, even if I asked that person to repeat it a number of times. And at first, I, I wasn't, you know, God, as a kid, you know, you think it's all about you, right? So at first, I thought I just wasn't very good at following directions on how to get somewhere. But then I thought about it, and no, that's not true, because some of the times, bam, they don't even have to finish telling me the directions I, I can get there. Other times, they could, you know, go over and over, I still get lost. I don't know what, what was the difference? 
Well, I finally realized one day that I depended a lot on my clairvoyance to see the directions being given to me to be able to get there. And I began to see that some people had very clear image of the directions, whether it was like a GPS map or it consisted of a set of images, almost like a video of how to get someplace. And you can see the White House on the right-hand corner where you're supposed to turn right. Or you can see the big oak tree and, and the sign that says, you know, welcome to Whatever Huntsville. <laughs> Hello, Alabama. Yeah. So whatever the image was, if it was clear enough, when I was driving or walking, I recognize it. I go, oh, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to turn. And there's no problem with that. I, even if I didn't remember exactly what the street name was, but I got the general gist of it from the image. But when the person giving me the directions didn't do so well on the image department, they weren't very visual in their own mind. They, they didn't see the direction they were giving me. They were, it's all on a much more intellectual level. It's all words and descriptions on a, on a word level. So even if they gave minute details, you know, go down <laughs> one and a half miles, and then uh, you'll see this something or other. And then, but, but they're not seeing it. They're saying it, but it's from this memory of, okay, here's how you give directions, and this is what you tell somebody where to turn and, and how long it takes to get there and all that stuff. And I had a really hard time kind of – in that situation, since there's nothing for me to see, I had to memorize the words. And I wasn't that good at that. <laughs> I, I think that's why the GPS was finally uh, designed, because so many people had trouble with that. Yeah. And, and I can handle, you know, turn left in 600 yards or whatever. That's, that's easy to follow when you're there. But ahead of time... When people give me all this set of instructions, it's all intellectual. I just didn't have any visual cues. All right? Okay. So finally, you know, so many people gave those very wordy directions without the visual clairvoyant cues of images. So I started to write down what they said word for word, and I had to take it. I had to refer to it while I'm trying to get there. That's how I got around that one. But then I've learned that there's a lot of people who are exactly the opposite from me. It didn't matter how clear of an image I showed them in my mind. <laughs> they just look at me like, well, I mean, is it 300 yards or 300 feet? Or, you know, what? what's... What's on that corner? I'm going, I'm showing you the whole picture of the whole corner, not just one particular landmark. And I realized, oh, yeah, they're not looking at that level. They don't, they don't listen to directions like I do. I'm watching the directions mostly. Okay, so 
So it took me a, quite a few years to start to understand people are using different abilities. Because early on, I didn't know the word psychic. I didn't know clairvoyance. I didn't know clairsentience, any of those words, right? They weren't in my vocabulary. I just lived it. I just used it. And slowly over the years as I grew up, I started to realize, oh, not everybody's paying attention to the same abilities that everyone naturally has. I always knew everyone has all these abilities that a lot of people don't think they do. And then people who don't think they have those abilities, they again depend on the words. So if somebody like me comes along and says, oh, you're, you're very clairvoyant. And they'll go, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, oh, you're, you're very telepathic. No, I'm not. Because they have a certain idea of what those words mean, and they don't think they fit the idea. But the way I use these descriptive words is, oh, it's not whether you fit the words. No, whether, whether the actual ability, you're using it or not. So one of my favorite arenas and methods of communication is laughter. <laughs> yeah, just the other day, we were having a meeting with a couple of our advanced students, and Raphael commented that every time uh, one of the couple of students and I get together, we spend most of the time laughing without saying much. This particular student happens to be very clairvoyant, very creative, and very funny. <laughs> when we start joking around with each other, most of it is on the image level in the mind. We don't have to talk about it. One word from us and the other one gets the whole joke and we bust out laughing. This is one of the ways I see which students are really using their clairvoyance in social and business settings, not just in, you know, when they're giving clairvoyant readings and things. And so, um, and I also check out how much they're being able to apply what I'm teaching them in everyday situations, as well as particularly in, in challenging ones. And so this type of communication isn't limited to use of clairvoyant ability. It usually involves, involves not only our clairvoyance, seeing, but also telepathy sending and receiving thoughts, and clairsentience, sending and receiving feelings. The more conscious you become of your various psychic abilities and how you're using them, how you can use them, the more expansive and de deepen your communications can become with others. Most of the time when Rafi and I teach together, for example, we don't have to go over the material because we end up covering everything we need to cover, each one of us, just naturally. We get in sync and, and it's like, oh, you know, I had to talk about this. And afterwards, Raphael will say, oh, that was exactly what I had in mind to go next. Or the same thing. I'll experience that when she starts to chime in something and, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say or what I thought we need to do that. So it's uncanny how one of us would bring up exactly 
what the other one thought. Okay, we should go there next when we're teaching radio shows, whatever we do. And uh, other times on a more mundane level, I'll be shopping in the grocery store and Raphael remembers at home that she forgot to put something on the list. And all of a sudden, I'm picking up the cabbage or whatever and vice versa. The same thing happens when she's doing the shopping and I go, oh, I needed to, you know, uh, put this on the list, but I forgot. And by the time I text her or call her, she goes, oh, I already got it in the shopping cart. (laughs) That happens quite often. And it's a really fun part of our communication that we've developed over all these years. Michael thought that I should um, talk about some important aspects of using one's psychic abilities when you're communicating with others, um, such as what makes communicating easier for you when the person you're communicating with uses his or her psychic abilities, which abilities, how does it help, etc., etc. I'll see if I can get into some of this before our uh, first break here. Well, you know, being clairvoyant and psychic out in the world has its upsides, definite upsides, and it has its downsides. And it appears that our break is coming up, so I'm going to hold that thought and give you our (laughs) announcements here. All right. I'd like to tell you about our upcoming teleclass and our ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. We have a set of teleclasses to help you With your chakras, the energy and awareness centers in your body. Our next class will be on your second chakra, clairsentience, feeling, and reality orientation. Coming up this Saturday, September 7th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If you'd like to learn a lot more about your second chakra, how you feel, what you feel, how you can manage it and maintain it better, join us from anywhere in the world for this teleclass. Find out all the details and sign up on our website events calendar section, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 1-530-926-2650 during Normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. And by the way, you can also listen to the recording afterwards if you can't attend when we're actually giving it. Anyway, we'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll talk more about saying hello to your psychic abilities. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Katherine Potter. 
Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's Let's get back to saying hello and your psychic abilities. Before the break, I said saying hello to your psychic abilities. It's both. It's both. <laughs> so I'd like to say hello to, to what I was saying earlier. Yes, there is an upside and a downside to being a very psychic and practicing awareness in communication. For one thing, if I'm talking to you and you don't like what I'm saying and have a really negative thought toward me, this is what we do to each other all the time. Hey, you, you know what, you know, we even use bad words in our minds sometimes to each other. Well, with all this experience, believe me, I will hear you loudly and clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had this one experience many years ago um, when I was still a student, actually, and um, I was talking to my director, who was not Michael, it was somebody else, and we were all getting ready for the yearly, uh, the the group we were part of um, had a beautiful Christmas ball every year, and the requirement was black tie, and the person I was going to be coming with didn't have a black tie and told me he didn't want to rent one or anything like that, meaning a, you know, monkey suit, <laughs> and so... I was telling my director this this sad story, oh, we can't afford it, because actually we could, but I was just trying to get out of it, and, and oh, he has this nice brown suit, and clear as a bell in the center of my head, he said, that's a lie, <laughs> and I just kind of backed away and ran off. <laughs> Well, you know, when we are communicating with each other, you might say, oh, you're just reading body language or you can hear the changes in tone of voice. Um, well, the ch- change in tone of voice is more, more obvious when they're not in front of you. And those are things that we observe on a very micro, micro level, uh, those of us that are aware. It's, so it's true. But I can... Also, you know, see and hear much deeper than that 
As a psychic, my seeing and hearing go far beyond body language and total and tonal recognition. Just like most of you who are listening, you know, if you're listening to this show, you're probably a psychic or a very sensitive person trying to figure out how to deal with all the input that seems to be overwhelming from time to time. Well, I'm a telepath along with other abilities, and so are you. You all use these all the time, but just maybe not, uh, you're not as aware of it as you should be, and that's why we're talking about this today. The difference between most of you and, and us is that we have consciously practiced being quadruply aware and, and interpreting correctly, and, you know, most of the time what I pick up. Do I make mistakes? Yes, I do, but not that often. A person can mask their body language and sort of regulate the tones of their voice, but a sensitized psychic person can still usually tell when someone is lying to them or if that person is using techniques or types of programming to try to fool them into something or sell them something. You know, we all have to deal with that. For a lot of you sensitive folks out there, doesn't it sometimes feel like you're the only aware person in a room or situation? Boy, I find that to be true for me a lot of times. So a great advantage of using your psychic abilities intact in communication is that you know what is true about what is going on or being said to you and what isn't true. How many times do we recognize Or how many times do we agonize about this? Michael, why don't you um, talk about the story of our friend Bill Bennett and and how he uh, received his first spirit communication? Ah, well, that wasn't his first in his life. Uh, He's probably had lots of them, but it's the first one he got, became acutely conscious of, and He's the he's our friend and he's the director filmmaker who made that terrific film called PGS. Uh, your intuition is your personal guidance system, and those of you interested in that, uh, I'm even interviewed in in that movie, and um, it's you can find it on uh, pgsthemovie.com. That's the uh, uh, website for that movie. You can you can see the trailer. You can rent it for a time, or you can buy it. Whatever you want to do, it's it's uh, available online now. But uh, uh, what inspired him and got him started to make that movie in the first place was here. He was this was already a renowned uh, Australian filmmaker, uh, Emmy award winning journal, you know, TV journalist, anchorman, everything, and. Basically, he was at the top of the game. Then he was on one of the uh, shoots in, in the U.S., and he was headed to the airport. He was a little running late, so he was in a hurry early in the morning, not much traffic, and he gets the green light in the inter- major intersection, so he tries to make it through to catch up on some time. Well, right as he's speeding to the intersection, a voice, you know, in his head says, slow down. But he kind of ignores it because he's in a rush. And then a little bit, uh, half a second later, it says again, slow down. And this time, 
he actually it surprises him so much, he actually listens, puts on the brakes, slows down, really, you know, way down. And when he got to the intersection, out of the dark, you know, it's kind of still dark, this m- massive 18-wheeler uh, just comes barreling through its red light, you know, and he would have just been toast. He would have been roadkill. And so that shook him up quite a bit. He had to pull over afterwards and go collect himself. But again, he's in a rush. He's got this important plane to catch and everything. And so he kind of pushes it away. But for the next many years, he can't get that out of his mind of what happened. And and so that's the beginning of, you know, since he's a filmmaker, he goes, okay, I'm going to travel all over the world and find find out, seek out the top experts in the field of intuition, in the scientific field, in the religious field, and in the spiritual metaphysical field. And that's what that's how he found me. <laughs> but but then so that's that's a very dramatic, you know, life altering type of experience of hearing. This was a his clear audience. It wasn't telepathic. Telepathic is getting the thought. Sometimes it feels like you're hearing the thought, like, you know, you hear thoughts in your head, right? So we talk about thoughts in our head as I hear these thoughts. I'm aware of thoughts. But that's a different quality than, let's say, hearing my voice, you know, on the radio. And the hearing on a clairaudient level, that's a, one of the psychic abilities of it's it's based on the fifth chakra in the throat. It's hearing. And this is the ability we use to communicate with spirit. All the great mediums like, you know, James M. Prague, Jonathan Edwards, and, and many different mediums out there. One of the abilities they use is hearing the spirit guides or hearing the spirit of the deceased that they're getting the messages from. They're hearing. And then, but also, if you ask some of them, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, they're telepathic as well. They'll get the thoughts. All of a sudden, they get a thought that says, okay, uh, let's go to that person over there. And, and uh, or they'll just know something that's intuitive knowingness. There's a lot of, all of these abilities, you know, now people are starting to use the word intuition a lot more, and they're they're starting to go, okay, I'm pretty intuitive. Huh, even even in computers, right? This is an intuitive interface. <laughs> this app is very user-friendly. It's very intuitive. You don't have to be a, you know, uh, uh, code writer. You don't have to be a programmer to understand this app. So the word intuition is used a lot more. And in general, it encompasses all your psychic abilities because intuition is of spirit, of the soul. Psychic is of the soul, right? So the ability is intrinsic to the soul. It's not intrinsic to the body. The body has hardware, you know, like the computer. Ah, it's, is it the computer that has the information or the computer operator and programmer. Yeah, the computer doesn't have the information until somebody puts it in there. 
And the same as the body. The body's like a computer. It's got circuits, it's got hardware, and it's got some built-in you know, software and firmware to operate it. But you got to plug it in. You got to have a battery or plug it in to some energy source. Ah, what's that energy source? That's spirit, right? So without you, the spirit, incarnated, born into the body, the body just dies. There's, there's no life. You are the life, right? You're the spirit. You're the life. You're the life of the party. <laughs> if, if each of our incarnations is a, is a party here, <laughs> you're the life of that party. A lot of people think they're, they're party poopers or they're, they're not very social, they're not very interesting, whatever. They don't think of themselves as the life of the party. Well, you better start thinking of yourself as the life of the party because you are. You're the life of your party. Yep, your your party, your life. <clears throat> I think that's a good theme, don't you? <laughs> well, part of communication is when someone proposes something to you that will involve some kind of decision-making process for you, whether it is personal for your company or business or something affecting a much larger number of people. Wouldn't it be nice to know or have certainty that you are making the right decision to go into a contract with someone? And so tuning up your and being aware on this much more sensitive level is one of the ways you can do that. Um, I'm going to use a, a kind of outside example here from what I just brought up. And that is, you know, one of the ways we communicate with one another is gift giving. You know, you give a, a gift and that gift says something like, I love you. Or in some cases, it's like I'm obligated to give this to you. <laughs> That's always been difficult for me. So when somebody gives me a gift because, you know, they want to get to Michael, <laughs> unfortunately, I can always tell because that's the psychometry. Mm. You know, I pick that up uh, when I pick up the gift. And while all gifts are given with some kind of givingness, I always try to appreciate that. Um, but when it comes to how we communicate, you know, this is one thing you can bring back to yourself. When you're communicating to someone with the gift of either direct communication, a gift, or something indirect, uh, you can start to be more aware of whether that other person is aware or not at the time. At some point, they will notice what kind of energy they receive something in. Yeah, and even if the person isn't consciously aware and, and they don't think of themselves as psychic or clairvoyant or, you know, can uh, telepathically get your thoughts and stuff like that. But, hey, everybody does. You know, you feel it, right? You know, you know or you feel or you see, you hear just the way the person is doing whatever they're doing, like in this example of Raphael's giving you a gift. Some gifts, it's like you don't even have to open it. It's just so great because that person is saying, hello, I love you. You're great. I just wanted to, you know, uh, give you a blessing. And so it doesn't really matter what's in the box. But other gifts, like Raphael said, is just laden with, ah, 
resentment. <laughs> and I'm giving you this very expensive gift because I have to. <laughs> Under duress. <laughs> and that doesn't feel good. I, you know, when when I experience something like that, I says, no, please keep it. Give it to somebody else. Give it to yourself. I don't want it. You know, who who wants that? That's, you know, it's that's not worth it. So then there's there's the upside Ravya was mentioning earlier. There's upsides and downsides to your psychic uh, awareness and abilities in relationship to communication with people. The downside could be not just, you know, picking up what's what people are intending but not telling you. You know, sometimes people say one thing, but they mean the opposite. You're picking it up and you're going, okay, what do I do with this? We'll, we'll get to some more of that. But also the downside is when you're so aware, some, so many times other people want to divide and conquer. It's not the person you're communicating with, but someone else's energy comes between the two of you to start to restrict, limit, destroy, impact, damage that relationship in some way. Makes it harder to communicate. Or you start to feel like this person doesn't like me, but they're going, hey, I want to be friends. Where's that other energy coming from? And there could be a jealous person in between, not wanting you to be too friendly. Or it could be somebody who can't stand the other person and you're feeling that energy. We're coming right up on our second break. So save your September 21st and 22nd weekend dates to join us for our next major seminar weekend in beautiful Burlington, Vermont, just just before the peeper time, tree, <laughs> tree peeper time. If you've been wanting to see us in person in the eastern part of the country, here is your chance. And the country we're talking about, of course, is the USA. It'll be a weekend of two all-day seminars taught by Michael for celebrating your courage, compassion, and clairvoyance, and to help you see your way through these crazy, challenging times. On Saturday, Michael will teach learning to use your intuition and clairvoyance joyfully, having the courage to be your compassionate self. Then on Sunday, he'll offer you learn to live by intuition and clairvoyance, having the courage to live your truth. They're both sure to be amazing learning, healing, and growing experiences if you're looking to take some big steps in your life and spiritual growth. So be sure to go on our website, michaeltamora.com, to find out more information about it. And do sign up to be on our mailing list so you'll get the reminders about our wonderful events coming up. I create a newsletter every month that gets uh, reminders get sent out just for you busy people who can only glance at headlines. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of saying hello and your psychic abilities. See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House doctor makes house calls. 
Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in for Five Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on Five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. So great to have you back. We're exploring today about saying hello and your psychic abilities. And of course, one of your psychic abilities is, and this everybody has this, whether they know it or not, is becoming aware when uh, something isn't right in a communication with someone. And there are many reasons for this. And one of the things that was very helpful to me when I was in my training and and starting to get my certainty in my clairvoyance and and also in all my other psychic abilities was to realize a lot of times when I felt something was up between myself and another person that sometimes it wasn't what that other person was putting out at all but the energy that got between myself and that other person. So Michael, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that's the same observation I've had for years where two people who are friends or partners or, you know, or family members or whatever. And so, which means they're normally getting along fine, but they all, they become very contentious. They start to argue and snip and at each snap, other. snap and snip, <laughs> snip and snap at each other. <laughs> and when you really are, if you're in the middle of that, you have to step back. And again, the basic tools we always talk about, the grounding, finding the center of your head, and becoming neutral and go, wait a minute. 
hey, I'm just, you know, I'm getting all heated up uh, against this person that normally, yeah, this is my best friend or this is my partner or my spouse or my, you know, brother or whatever that person is to you. And you have to step back and go, what's going on here? We weren't like this 10 minutes ago. We weren't like this yesterday. What's happening right now? Oh, but immediately you think it's the the argument you're having. You know, the other person feels this way and you feel the other way and, and you're not in agreement and, and it's getting kind of uh, hot and heavy. And, but even so, okay, maybe you don't agree. That might be true, That's but that's not the problem, is it? Because the communication is being affected. You know, some people consider screaming and yelling at each other communication. And yeah, there is a exchange, <laughs> exchange of this, information. <laughs> sometimes better than the silent treatment well, where yeah. there's no communication. Yes, because there's no such thing as no communication, is there? Why is the silent treatment sometimes ter- more terrible for the other person than, than being, you know, yelled at? Well, at least if you're being yelled at, you know it, it's up front, and it's done after the person stops yelling and walks away. But the silent treatment, it just sizzles. It's because you feel it, right? You know it. You know the other person's unhappy. You know they hate your guts or whatever it is. You're feeling that anger, resentment, whatever. Punishment. Punishment. Yeah. Yeah. And all the while, they're saying, no, nothing's going on. That's worse than if, at least if they're screaming at you, they admit, I'm angry and I'm screaming at you. <laughs> so there's all these different degrees of communication. That's, yes, technically, it's communication because there's a transmission of information. Feeling, you know, feelings are information. Hey, I can't stand you. <laughs> That's information, isn't it? It doesn't have to be spelled out as I can't stand you, you feel it. Okay, and you can see it, you can hear it, all that stuff. So technically it's communication, but it's not good communication. It's not communication that brings about healing, right? Today, you know, it's communication is is this healing. And so then here's the communication between two people who know each other, who've been friends, whose communication normally was healing, positive, healing, beneficial, fun, you know, inspiring, everything. And then all of a sudden, it's contentious, and it's, it's antagonistic, and even punishing. So when that happens, got to back off and go, wait a minute. How much of what I'm experiencing in this argument, in this you know, hostility and this turn of communication from good to bad is how much of it is our energy? How much of it is what I'm doing? How much of it is what this other person's putting in? And how much of it is someone else, something else? And my experience is nine out of 10 times or 90% of what's going on. It's, It's not that... You know, if we're involved in, in that type of communication and antagonism, well, obviously, we bought into it, right? So there's our part. But 
before we bought into it, what instigated it? And when you start to look at that, eventually, as you start to develop your clairvoyance to that level, you get to see, wait a minute, what's this energy between us? Especially if the other person's also clairvoyant, you can go, whoa, and you can start laughing that, whoa, this wasn't us. <laughs> There's someone or sometimes a group of people or sometimes even just environmental energy, you know, energy of people not intentionally trying to divide your communication with the other person, damage it in any way. No, sometimes like you can be walking and and then you walk right into the energy of a recent, you know, mugging or something or recent accident, something pretty traumatic that happened. The energy is still there. And you could be right before then, you could be talking about, oh, it's great. Isn't it nice to take this walk on a gorgeous day? And next thing, both of you are traumatized. Both of you are, you know, all of a sudden get depressed or unhappy or scared. Ah, it affects your communication. That has nothing to do, actually, with you to start with, either of you. So that's that's a really important thing in all your relationships to be attentive to, aware of, and nip it at the bud. When it starts to go south, when it's normally great, communication, step back. And you could even tell the other person, hang on, you know, let me let me gather myself first. We I don't want to go down that rabbit hole that we're going down right now. And, and then, again, give yourselves a deep breath. Ground, you know, the tree trunk from the first chakra to the center of the earth. And then decide, okay, I'm just going to let go of any energies that I'm being the effect of right now. I'm going to let go of that. Because if you're being the effect of some energy, it's someone else's energy. It's not yours. You're just being the effect of it. That's you being the effect. So you're deciding... You're going to drop being the effect of some other energies that you're really not in agreement with. Ah, So the grounding gets you started. And then if you decide, I'm in the center of my head, instead of spaced out or out there in the anger or whatever, I'm going to bring myself back into the center of my head. I'm giving myself my own space to just be. Just be as I am. I'm not trying to force myself into anything. I'm just giving myself lots of space just to be. And the more you can let yourself be, first thing that's going to happen, you're going to start to relax a lot more. You're you're going to start to become neutral. You're not going to be as engaged in all that emotional, heated something or other. Okay. Then, take it another step. You could imagine that rose out in front of you and go, okay, I like the rose, this rose to become or absorb the energy that the two of us became the effect of. And look at the energy and go, how much of this energy that we both became of effect of doesn't belong to either of us? And then you might get 75%. Whoa, okay. That's usually, you know, that's enough for me. It's like, who cares? what this energy is, let's get it out of here, get back into communication again. But in certain circumstances, if you're in a situation where there's a person or a group of people out to destroy something, out to destroy your business deal with your partner, or out to uh, destroy your 
marriage or relationship because they're angry or they want to seek vengeance or whatever, or they're jealous. And this happens, hey, to celebrities all the time. When you have all these hundreds of thousands and millions of fans, that's just, and some of them are not very stable. <laughs> they they might be living in a fantasy of, of, oh no, you're supposed to be with me. Why aren't you paying attention to me? And I hate your husband or your wife or whatever. And they start putting all that energy in. And on a bad day, it might get in between even the strongest of relationships and affect one or both of you. Huh. And sometimes it only has to affect one of you in a good relationship because the other one is so tuned into the first one. Whoever goes down might take the other one down with them. But if you, if at least one of you is aware enough to go, wait a minute, this isn't normal. This isn't correct. This isn't what I'd like to have. Okay, then it's not mine. Ah, I'm just becoming the effect of something else. And just put that energy of what you're being the effect of. And then put it in the rose and kaboom, explode it. And if it's a really you know big deal or something, you might, you might have to do this periodically over a period of time. Then you'll start to notice, oh, it's happening less. It's getting better. And, you know, you don't have to make it perfect in one shot. Sometimes it, you know, it's especially if you start to become aware of something that's been going on for a while. Yeah, usually for most of us, it takes us a little while. Even the most psychic of us, sometimes it takes us a little while to catch on to, wait a minute, what's going on here? Something's up. Something's up. And I don't like it. (laughs) So the important question always in communication and relationship is, is this the kind of energy, the kind of communication I'd like to have with this person? And if it's no, that's time to take a look. All right. So this is just scratching the surface, don't you think, Michael? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, we use our psychic abilities all the time. Even that time, you know, you're going to go talk to your boss or call call a friend and you get that I better not do it right now. Yes. You're listening to your uh, you're listening to something that says that person is not wanting to talk to you this moment. And it's probably not even personal, although it might be. So, anyway, uh, we're at the getting to the end of our show once again, and we so love having you join us. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something that will help you live more of the miracle of your soul life. Be sure to uh, tune in next Wednesday to our show, Hi Kids, Talking with Old Souls and Young Bodies. We'll explore how communication in every form is sharing who you are. And by the way, if you have nothing to do with kids and you are tempted not to listen to this show, listen anyway. Children are a huge population in this world, and you never know when one comes along that has a message for you. It happens. you were a kid too one time. That's right. (laughs) All right. Remember, too, that right in line with your psychic abilities and communication are the energy centers in your body or your chakras. Coming up Saturday, September 7th at 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time is our teleclass. 
your second chakra, clairsentience, feelings, and reality orientation. That's in our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series. Make sure to check out our website events listing for September for all details and to sign up. You can also sign up by calling our office and speaking to our wonderful assistant, Noelle, at one 926 2650 We hope to see you there. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully, especially in your relationships and communications. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.